Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I strive to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, help one another discover the life God created us for, a life of purpose, peace, and abundance. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and it's been a couple of weeks since I did a one-on-one podcast like this for all of you, but it's been a busy couple of weeks full of lots of different things, uh, lots of uh, opportunities and information, but the biggest thing that's been going on, of course, is that we're now just a few days away from our national election. Early voting has been going on, but we are into the last weekend. Uh, when I'm recording this, is actually All Hallows' Eve, Halloween, and tomorrow we celebrate All Saints' Day and then All Souls' Day. But Tuesday is our national election, and it's quite a chaotic and almost insane world out there, isn't it? So that's part of where my title comes from, of On the Edge of Sanity, as we are pursuing sanctity. So buckle up. I hope you enjoy our conversation today, and I'll see you on the flip side. Our food for the head comes from St. Bonaventure. He writes, In everything, whether it is a thing sensed or a thing known, God himself is hidden within. I think this is a beautiful quote for us to reflect upon, especially as we're in the midst of this insanity of the end of this election cycle. And the reason being is because Everything is God's and points to God, even when we don't sense it or know it. I was listening to a uh, recent rosary podcast by the School of Faith. Uh, Dr. Mike Scherzlick was talking about the fact that everything is either willed, is either God's permissive will, his divine will, where he wills it, or his permissive will, where he allows it. And we all struggle with that idea, with the fact of how can God allow bad things to happen to good people and all of that. But I just, I share that not to get into that rabbit hole today, but for us to reflect upon the fact that God already knows and he's already working to the good of those who love him. So for us to have anxiety, for us to be stressing, for us to be worried about all of what's going on right now, and the world does seem to be insane. Uh, you know, there's reports every day of a terrorist attack or some, you know, shooting or, you know, and with the midst of the COVID pandemic, we have, you know, people being concerned about the the numbers rising and, you know, and it's not that we shouldn't have empathy. It's not that we shouldn't be concerned about these things and to pray for all the people who are involved in these things. But we have to take the longer view. 
We have to be a people of hope. Why? Because Jesus has already won the victory for us. The victory is already won. Yes, Satan is very active. Yes, there's a lot of things that are going on in the world that Satan is taking advantage of, and he's even prompting in some cases. But we have a choice. We have a choice to do what we can do and to not be caught up into the whole vortex of hate and anxiety and just, you know, mean, mean spiritedness, you know, um, just because we disagree doesn't mean that the person that we're disagreeing with is now some demonic person or some evil person. That's not how it works. Everyone is a child of God. Everyone is called into relationship with him. And we have to be striving to try and love our neighbors. We have to be striving to try and love them. Even when people are misrepresenting what we might say or, you know, calling us names or, you know, there, there's all sorts of different things. But the fact is we have to take the long view. As we're striving for sanctity, we have to take the long view and trust. And this is a hard thing for our head to get wrapped around. And that's part of why I shared St. Bonaventure's quote is because he's reminding us in everything, whether it's sensed or known, God is hidden within. God himself is hidden within. And we have to remember this. Our modern world doesn't want us to sense what is hidden. You know, many times, you know, it, it's that whole idea of you can't see it, hear it, taste it, touch it, smell it, then it can't be real. But this is absolutely ludicrous. There's so many things in our lives that are real that we can't see, hear, taste, touch, or smell. So many things. We might feel the wind, but can we see it? We might hear the thunder, but are we able to get our hands on it? Um, you know, so... It's just the fact that we got to take the long view. Don't give in to the insanity. Don't give in to the anxiety. Keep the long view and remember, God has already won the victory. Our food for the heart comes from Thomas Akempis in his book, The Imitation of Christ. If you wish to have peace and true wholeness, you must set aside everything else and tend to your own affairs. Let nothing seem great, high, pleasing, or agreeable to you except God alone and what comes from God. Consider it hollow comfort, whatever comes from anything else. God alone, eternal and measureless, fills all. He is the soul's comfort and true joy. This is so appropriate for us to stay focused upon, especially in these final days, in the midst of all the insanity. 2020, people are talking about is the fact that, real simple, that 2020 has rocked everybody's world. 
not just because of the pandemic, but because of financial challenges, because of the economy, because of, and yes, a lot of it is tied to the pandemic, because the pandemic forced us to pause. It forced us to look at our lives without being able to run away from them. Sure, we're still able to binge watch. Yes, unfortunately, we're in what I contend is the greatest mental health crisis that this country, actually the world, has ever seen. But the fact is, is that even though we've tried to run away from all of our problems, not being able to in the midst of the pandemic, not being able to go and to do things, not being able to go and travel, not being able to distract ourselves has forced us to see the cracks in our lives. They've forced us to see that we are trying to find comfort in things other than God. And when we try to do that, when we try to, I think it was Connor Flanagan who talked about a God-sized hole, but when we try to fill the God-sized hole in our heart with things other than God, it only brings us frustration and discouragement, and it truly will lead us almost to the edge of despair. And with all of what's going on in our world right now, I think we're seeing that despair coming out in all sorts of ways. We're seeing that discouragement and that despair revealing itself in the lives not just of individuals, but also in the lives of our communities and in our country. And, you know, the fact is, is that we need to be seeking God first. We need to be seeking God so that we can find our comfort and joy in Him. I know, I mean, I, I struggle with this myself, of where I turn to movies and books and you know, for many times I would look for some other activity or interest rather than seeking out God. But what I've found is, is that if I seek it, if I seek God first, then what happens is, is that then I engage in those activities, you know, to watch a movie or to watch a television show or to read a book. I engage in those activities with God rather than instead of God. But this has only come about when I'm seeking God first. And what I've found is that we find comfort and we find peace and we find the very joy that we desire when we do exactly that. This is how we pursue sanctity in the midst of insan insanity. We do it by putting God first, by seeking Him, and then allowing Him to fill us with all that is good and true and beautiful. And we're back. Our food for the hands comes from Mother Angelica. She said, You can't go to heaven hating somebody.
Forgive now. Be compassionate now. Be patient now. Be grateful now. Love Jesus and Mary now. Accept God's will now. As we're nearing the end of this political season, as I keep talking about, and hopefully we'll have the results of the national election, if not Tuesday night, but then hopefully soon thereafter, um, one thing that, you know, that we really need to focus upon is that we need to accept and move on whatever the result is. And how do we do that? By going back to what I was talking about, you know, with, you know, in the beginning, which is we have to take the long view. We have to trust that God has this. No matter how bad we think it is, God has this. Therefore, we can't be hating people. We can't be, you know, withholding our forgiveness. We can't be, you know, lacking compassion. We cannot be impatient or ungrateful. We have to love. We've got to do this. And we do it by accepting God's will. And whatever happens, God already has foreseen it. And he is already preparing us for whatever is coming next. We have to keep our eyes on the long view, but we can't hate people. We can't hold on to grudges. We can't be demonizing. We can't be seeking to bring about harm to anyone. You know, there's been some recent news reports about different organizations saying that, you know, they're going to, you know, storm cities and they're going to make sure that, um, you know, there is a transition of power. Um, And you know, or people are going to riot if, you know, the result of the election isn't what they think it should be. But we have to remember, even in the midst of insanity, we cannot get caught up in that. We have to keep our eyes on the prize. We have to keep our eyes on the prize, which is sanctity, which is holiness, which is to become and to be the saint that God created us to be for us to never forget that God is working to the good of those who love him. Even in the midst of COVID, and it is an absolutely horrendous, horrendous situation that our entire world has been enduring, and we have numbers rising and a second wave going on, which is what people projected would happen. You know, we're now in the middle, you know, we're now at the end of October, moving into November, and this was projected. But we will overcome. We will endure because God is with us. Pain itself and suffering is not good or bad. Rather, what makes it good or bad is what we do with it. Yes, we have that capacity. We can unite our will with God's and bring about good. Or we can turn inward and we can not be focusing upon anything but our own pain. I think it was in the shack where that was described as 
looking at life through the knot hole of your pain. And when you have such a narrow view, it's almost virtually impossible to be able to forgive and to let go of grudges and to not demonize and to not want to lash out. But we have a choice. When we are faithful to the practices that God asks of us, that he asks of all of us who are his saints here on earth, daily prayer and meditation, living the life of grace by frequenting the sacraments, receiving his grace as much as possible, striving to go da- grow daily in virtue, and abandoning ourselves to his will. When we do that and we're relying upon God's grace, we are capable of all things. So be patient now, forgive now, be grateful now, love now, and accept God's will now. Our food for the feet comes from St. Boniface. Let us trust in him who has placed this burden upon us. What we ourselves cannot bear, let us bear with the help of Christ. For he is all-powerful, and he tells us, My yoke is easy, and my burden light. This is advice that definitely can never grow old, because this is the reality. But it's also so appropriate for right now. Living in times like this can definitely seem burdensome, and it can wear on us. I know that it wears on me. Um, just, you know, this last week I was supposed to go, um, had, you know, a year ago, uh, I was at a phenomenal conference, Igniting Souls Conference up in Columbus, Ohio, and I was supposed to go back, uh, this, uh, last weekend, and I was supposed to go back and was even going to take my mom up with me, um, and, uh, was going to speak on stage about my book and, you know, just all sorts of different things, and, because of the nature of our world right now, had to set that aside. Um, you know, my mom is doing great, by the way. Um, and uh, but it was just something where, because of COVID, can't go and go places where I possibly might be, you know, exposed to COVID. I can't be taking chances, so I need to um, be attentive, so that that way I can be going and seeing my mom. Uh, and uh, take, being present and taking care of her because if I'd gone, then when I came back, I would have had to quarantine for 14 days to make sure that um, I hadn't been exposed to uh, someone inadvertently. So the reason I share all of that is just because God is always working to the good of all of us who love him, and we ha- but we have to trust in his promises that he's going to bear all things with us that it might seem burdensome, that we have to set aside trips, that we have to change our plans. I mean, you know, shoot, I mean, look at the vast majority of high schoolers and college students who graduated this last year, and their graduations weren't anything that they had ever dreamed of. I can pretty much count on that. But it's something where, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that we can bear all things. We can do all things. 
with him who loves us. And that's what we have to be focusing on. We have to be trusting in those promises. We have to be trusting that we are not alone. And when we, you know, readily, you know, uh, enter into prayer with other people, when we are uniting ourselves with the communion of saints, which is exactly what we're celebrating with All Saints Day and All Souls Day, we're celebrating the fact that we are the one body of Christ in heaven, in you know, the church, you know, uh, triumphant and the church suffering, those souls who are still in purgatory. And here we are on earth, the church militant. And what can we do? We can transform not just this world, but we can also help those who are in purgatory. We can pray. We can offer sacrifice. This is where our carrying our burdens with joy and united to Christ. That is how we can make a difference we can make a difference for someone who no longer can do anything to help themselves. And then by helping the souls in purgatory, what do we do? We get to be able to be sanctified ourselves. We are purified ourselves. Little by little. This is the journey. This is the way that we walk. And it's something where we have to stay focused on this. We have to stay focused on the fact that even in the midst of the insanity that we're surrounded by right now, that it's going to be okay. And that we can bear the burden of the times that we're living in because God is with us. We are not alone. And we're just finishing up the month of a rosary. And, you know, I've been inviting you to keep praying the rosary. Keep doing it keep doing it because Mary is with us. She is our spiritual mother and she will help us be able to be united more fully with the angels and the saints because she's the queen of heaven. So pray, offer sacrifice, and know that you are not alone. Even in the midst of insanity, you are never alone. So what are a few resolutions that you can take from our conversation today? Because as I often speak about, all the head knowledge in the world doesn't help you a bit if you don't apply it to your life to make a difference. So in the midst of this insanity, how can you continue to pursue sanctity? And one of the biggest ways that we can do that is through prayer, of course. So pray the rosary. If you're not already praying the rosary every day, then try and pray it once this week. Or if you're praying it once or twice already, try and pray it three or four times. If you're not praying the rosary at all, try and pray it at least once this week. Pray it on election day or pray it the night before. Uh, there's still tons of people out there that can't vote until actual election day. Um, you know, In the state of Alabama where I am, you can't vote <laughs> until election day, so pray. Another way is that get outside. Experience God's presence, especially in nature. Be able to look for him and, and see him. Uh, another is go ahead and take a look at are you putting God first? Um, and, uh, you know, seek out, you know, 
Look and see. Are you seeking peace or comfort in something other than God? And if you are, seek out God first. Then go and do the thing it was that you were going to do. So those are a few resolutions that you can take this week as we're heading into uh, Election Day. Um, But the biggest one, of course, is to pray. Hey everybody, I just wanted to leave you with one short invitation, and that's for you to go to unhackablecatholics.com. At unhackablecatholics.com, you'll be able to sign up to do your free assessments. There's actually two of them. One is an unhackability assessment. The other is your flow trigger assessment. What it does is that it gives you insight into whether or not you're getting hacked each and every day. So very simply, if you're finding that you've got a super long to-do list and you start it, but then at the end of the day you look and go, where did my day go? How, what would I get done? If you're trying to figure out what's going on, or if you got a big dream that you've always been wanting to work towards, but you find that things just keep happening and you're not able to, well, unhackable is the key to close that gap between dreaming and doing. In less than 30 days, you can figure out how it is that you're going to be creating flawless ideas, leveraging superhuman focus, and achieving your optimal performance through flow. But you got to start with that free assessment. Go to unhackablecatholics.com and take those free assessments and then sign up for a free 15-minute conversation with me so we can talk about those results and get you going. Thanks and have a blessed day. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts, please send them to me at my Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness, on Instagram at Christina Simmons, or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness so we may be able to tell the master of death not today. Take care, and I look forward to talking with you again soon.